it's okay not to do everything and not to be where other people are because it's waiting for you it's just on a little shelf like waiting and when it's your time it's your time I think and I think that's okay You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast, episode eight. On today's show, I'm joined by Emily of Create Gift Love. Emily tells us about how she started her business from the garden shed, designing and creating personalized gifts made from sustainable, responsibly sourced materials, and how that's grown and evolved to a team of 10 creating products to order from their workshop in the New Forest. Emily talks us through the challenges of experiencing so much change as her business took off alongside her getting married, bringing her husband into the business and having two kids. What's it like working with your husband? Is it possible to find a sense of balance with such a bustling business and a young family? What have been the keys to her success? We discuss all this and more. So let's go to the show. You're listening to the Limitless Mother podcast, bringing you strategy, mindset and a dash of woo. If you want to learn how you can balance motherhood and money-making beautifully, if you want to learn the strategy, mindset, and manifestation tips you need to do more of what lights you up, attract more ideal clients, make more money, and enjoy more time freedom, if you want to create this vision of success because you are a mother not in spite of it, then you are in the right place, my love. I'm your host, success coach, business mentor, mother, and tea drinker, Corey Javid. So join me while we explore what's possible for us as mothers and business owners when we remove the limits. Hello, hello, Limitless Mothers. Welcome to the show. Today, I'm talking to one of my business besties, Emily from Create Gift Love. At Create Gift Love, Emily and her team design and make the most beautiful personalized gifts and accessories using the highest quality, sustainably sourced wood and leather. They have a workshop in the New Forest here in the UK where her team make all of their products to order. Emily is a hugely creative person with a great eye for detail and design. Anyone who's seen her beautiful leather, leopard print, Oregon, purses will know this. Those babies have captured the attention of Stylist Magazine as well as some big name influencers and for good reason. And she's tenacious too. She took this business from a solo created at home operation to the successful business it is today, complete with a workshop and team of 10. So I know you're going to enjoy listening to how she pulled that off while raising a young family as much as I've enjoyed getting to know her and her story. Welcome Emily to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. And thanks for that lovely introduction. That was really kind. Just speaking the truth, lady. (laughs) (laughs) So let's kick this off by digging straight into the start of your business adventure. You were actually a pharmacist, if I'm correct, uh, until a pair of wooden cufflinks changed everything. Is that right? That Yes, that is correct. So um, I was a pharmacist. I went to university in Portsmouth and um, one year, it was actually 2011, we decided to make presents. Well, I decided to make some presents. And one of the presents turned out to be a pair of wooden cufflinks. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, my husband, he was working uh, for an aerospace um, engineering company. Mm-hmm. And uh, together, we um, came up with uh, this design for some wooden cufflinks. And... Uh, personalized them with my father-in-law's name and my dad's name and my brother's name and basically gave them to all the all the men of the family mm-hmm. and um yeah they turned out really really well they went down really well everyone loved them and 
that one of my friends said, you know, you should probably try selling these. Um, and I was like, oh, okay, well, let's, let's, let's see. So I decided to um, apply for Not on the High Street, which I was really, really excited about because I really love mm-hmm. their products. And luckily they accepted and wow. um, we, we went on from there. So from that, it was sort of like a boost to say, oh, this, this is something really cool. Yeah. And uh, yeah, from that, I just thought, I've got loads, loads of ideas that I want to make. Oh, wow. Know, things that I want to make so um it sort of started from there quite slowly and then sort of grew um where well yeah where we are now so tell me what were the kind of first products that you were selling so the first products obviously so the cufflinks were the first ever um and then some coasters which we still so we still, still sell both those products um they're like little the coasters are jigsaw coasters they all sort together Oh. And the engraved so all our all our products are personalised. Um and so the jigsaws are set for and you put the name on them, uh, or your family name, whatever. And also then we made a wedding guest book puzzle. So for mm-hmm. weddings where uh you just put write a little note on a jigsaw and then you put it up on the wall um in a frame. Um so that was really unusual at the time. Um yeah, and it sort of evolved from that, you know, from making a lot of products out of wood. Mm-hmm. As time goes on, you sort of play with different materials, and hence why now we use quite a lot of leather because mm-hmm. um, we combine combine the two. Um, and also, we have sort of our own leather products. I love well. that. So, um, with those initial initial products that you were selling, yeah. what was the setup like at home? Like, how were you creating them? Where were you creating them? Who was doing what? So we were in the shed. Mm-hmm. We had um, at the time we were renting a cottage in Christchurch where we where we live now, but um, so we were renting a cottage and we had um, a shed right at the bottom of the garden. So we had the equipment in there, and so I'd make everything in there and then do all the admin and the artwork and everything in the house. Yeah. So we sort of I'd go back and forth, and then so where I was accepted for not on the high street in the May, and by that Christmas it got busy. To the point where I was, just, I couldn't do it by myself. So then wow. I would ask for friends and family and everyone, whoever would <laughs> help for like coffee and cake <laughs> and wine, whatever it would take to just get them over and help um, sand and make stuff and package and um, yeah. And that was generally how I had to run things for the for the beginning bit because also mm. I was still doing pharmacy. Wow, um, is that full time? No, so luckily I, it was full time, but I was a locum pharmacist, which meant I could sort of dip in and out. Oh, amazing! Which is how you know I managed to sort of build a business alongside it. Mm. So I wasn't sort of a full time employee for Boots or Lloyd's or somebody. I was sort of um, a locum where I could sort of pick certain days, and I knew then when it was busy, I would just try not to work on those days. Yes. Um, but you know, at the start, you know, I'd get up at four or something ridiculous, oh, make wow. a project, go to work, and then I would post them either on my lunch break or obviously try on the way home to get a late night post office to post the items so obviously wow. that wasn't sustainable mm. but then I sort of slowed down on the pharmacy and it was just a natural progression really where the Quaker love items would just take over my time and my life and wow. I really enjoyed doing it so I was like right I'm gonna just see what happens here um so was there not like a kind of pivotal moment that you were like I've really got something here this is it or did, was it just kind of natural what was that decision like between you know between this is a full-time business now yeah um I just really loved it and it did get to a point where it was too busy for me and mm. I had 
people helping like f- friends and family who are amazing um but it got to a point where me and my husband were talking and I was like this we either have to sort of go all in on this mm-hmm. and see what happens or I'm gonna have to scale this back because it's just it's too busy mm-hmm. for me by myself and so then that's when Tony then decided to come it to the company like full-time so that was wow. A really yeah it was a big decision but at, the, at that time it was really exciting yeah. and we'd bought our house because we decided that we needed a shed on our own house um mm-hmm. that we could sort of manage it better and obviously just we'd be able to um change the shed how we wanted it into a proper workshop mm-hmm. um but we outgrew that we moved in in the may and we outgrew it by the october so <laughs> wow. it was just like oh my gosh we just bought this house luckily we love the house so it's fine but it was just like oh my goodness so we then moved out to um a place called base point which is by the airport in bournemouth and it mm-hmm. is amazing for small businesses because it hasn't got like a three-year contract which i was really nervous about when we first started to look for businesses um premises to rent um base point offer a sort of a month by month thing or you can yeah. do like six monthly obviously it's um slightly more expensive but then you haven't got that huge version of you know I've got to stay here for three years or pay a massive fee yeah sure. so they were amazing but we were there for um two and a half years I think I'm trying to think now but by the end we had three units so I was like we wow. can't we couldn't stay you know because it was just two it was just we were running in, in between you know we had one that was a workshop one that was where we would do all the design and packaging and then the other one would be also for packaging. So it was just too wow. much. Um, and it was busy. So we, we were like, right, we need to sort of seriously think about what we want. And that's when now uh, we've got our own workshop in the new forest. So Amazing. Cool. And yeah. everybody all in one place. Everyone all in one, like two floors, yeah. but all in one building. So there's no running outside. It's cold and rainy. <laughs> it's great. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, just, it's a lot better. So it sounds to me like things took off actually really quite fast because you progressed really quite quickly from doing this on your own, then bringing yeah. your husband into the business, yeah. then getting your first unit, and then um, even escalating from there. What do yeah. you put that fast success down to? What do you tr- attribute it to? Because you definitely didn't seem short on demand. <laughs> no, um, I think at the t- at the time we were we were making products that nobody else were making, mm. so they were quite innovative and you know um engraving things in, into wood you know something that's been done for years and years and years mm-hmm. the products that we were making and then engraving were were different so like the jigsaw coasters and the wooden cufflinks you know they were great mm-hmm. for 50-year wedding anniversaries and dads just generally and we produced quite a few new products quite quickly because I had all these mm-hmm. ideas that I was just obviously had in my mind for a while um mm-hmm. and that was just overtaken with pharmacy and science um and I think once I sort of let creativity like, take over I was like right these are the things I want to make yeah and also like not in the history played a huge huge part in that because they were so supportive when we joined mm-hmm. them and they've been supportive ever since you know we've been with them now six years um they definitely for me they've championed our small business and you know wow. we'll always talk to them about our new ideas and what we want to um come up with and mm-hmm. They were a huge, huge part in allowing the business to grow in that, in such a s- short space of time because of the, their audience is so huge mm. that, um, yeah, we managed to reach a lot more people through them, which is which is great. Yeah, because I think as a any kind of small business owner, if you can do something to tap into somebody else's larger, already existing oh. audience, then it can make such a difference, can't it, for your business rather than trying to just 
build that on your own from scratch yeah, yeah. no absolutely and um I think it gave us a confidence boost in that people wanted that product and so then we were like cool let's keep going and I think from starting it to when Tony joined us full-time I think that was probably 18 months or so very fast really yeah it was really fast and then you know we started to employ people quite quickly after that even though we had people um helping us here and there and you know full-time part-time when it was busy because we have huge peaks during our business because it's a gifting Mm. business largely um so you know trying to manage that was quite well still is always uh tricky but it's just you know from that we have to seriously consider all of these things um whereas before it was just me in my shed yeah coffee just making stuff so yeah it did become quite serious very quickly which is amazing but then you just have to learn a lot really quickly which was fun and terrifying all at the same time but you know it's all fine which bits were terrifying um I think more the the actual seriousness of um that being sort of the main income for me and doing it as a full-time job whereas I'd spent five years studying Mm -hmm. as a pharmacist and then turning away from that and being like oh actually this is what I'm going to do now um yeah and I I think a lot of people were sort of shocked and surprised because obviously pharmacy is a great profession you know and it's sort of safe and you know you're going to get paid and all of those things and obviously when you work you've studied for something for so long a lot of people are like what is going on here is she okay (laughs) why is she making things out of wood now but I really sort of believed in the product and the business and I really just wanted to just really go for it and see what 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 would happen wow I love that and I think it's it's likely that belief that's really been the thing underpinning your success I imagine it's really weird, but I never doubted it. Re- you know, I mm. obviously you have times on what is going on, but as a business, I was like, I really love this. I think this mm. is going to be, this is going to work. And it was never, never a doubt of like, oh, sh- you know, should I go? Should I go do pharmacy, or should I just leave this? Um, I was like, no, this is this is definitely what I want to do. Um, I, it was just, you know, it was a crazy time because we bought the house in order to grow the business and then we outgrew that so quickly <laughs> we were like oh we've got a house now okay um you know and then we were also getting married that year so oh, wow. yeah you know it was just um a very busy year shit was getting real <laughs> so real you know and I was like this is just you know but yeah we bought the house in the May then we got married in September and then we moved out of the house for the, the business out of the house in the October it was just a big year wow and, yeah my biggest year I think ever <laughs> it was mental looking back then now I'm like oh my goodness like what what happened but um yeah it was never I never really um questioned what we were doing I was just mm. like just very exciting and um yeah I loved it I love that and how did it feel bringing your husband into the business because I know that's not for everybody not everybody no. could work with their husband I'm actually raising my hand as one of those people yeah. he and he feels the same so that's that's okay for yeah. anyone that's listening I'm not saying this behind his back sure. <laughs> he wouldn't want to work in my business so um yeah a lot of people ask that and we do work really well together I love that that's so nice. we bring different things to the business so I will think of things and he will then tell me how you know what feasibly how we could make this so if I come up with some crazy idea he will make that a reality for me um you know so we we're very different so whereas I'm more 
creative in that way but he's more practical and he loves you know a challenge and he'll work mm-hmm. things out and he'll design things to a point where they're very practical very understated and cool um and he's also just we've got just different brains in that way so then mm-hmm. in the when we're working together we don't tend to work together every day in that sense like we we'll obviously have meetings and things but generally we just bring different things to the business so then that's I think how it works so we're not on top of each other every day just like what are you do what's going on yeah it's just a very sort of um it's just a really great relationship in that way and that we both trust that we know what we're doing and that we're getting on and then we have you know we sort of meet up through the day or through the weeks and we'll just sort of make sure we're on the same on the same page I like um yeah but I really enjoy it like it's great that's so, really nice yeah it works so well for you guys by the sounds of it because you have such a complimentary sort of yeah and you're not yeah. uh, sort of treading on each other's toes and if you're both the creatives or something no then, then that would be kind of trickier like whose idea gets the go-ahead and stuff no but yeah and like true. that 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 you really kind of complement each other's sort of zones of genius there yeah absolutely and I think with create gift love um you know we have got um a team of people now yeah uh, who, are, who are awesome and we all have different ideas and we come up with things um and then also then so Tony will as well we'll all sort of work together in that way as a team so you know we have to work together as a team for you know for it for it to move forward otherwise mm. it's kind of pointless yeah yeah mm. absolutely oh, I love that. and I love that you get the team so involved as well like they can put ideas forward too that's a really nice environment yeah oh absolutely yeah goodness we have to we have to talk to each other all the time like they all they all everyone knows what's going on who's doing what what the new ideas are obviously there's different parts to our business that um not everyone can contribute to or want to contribute to so you know that's fine so we all just discuss everything as openly as we can with it with with the team and yeah I hope they I think they appreciate that because then we you know we have have a really good relationship in that in that sense that's so nice and how has it felt making that change from working just on your own and then maybe just you and Tony to now actually having a team of 10 um yeah so it happened really because I was pregnant. Oh yeah. So I was going to ask um, at which point the babies came. Yeah. So Sorry. the babies came in part of the big year. So <laughs> that was a really big year. <laughs> huge year. Huge year. So when we moved the unit, so when we moved out in the October to the new um, workshop at Base Point, I then found out I was pregnant in the October. So I was like, oh, surprise! <laughs> one, one more thing to just finish off the year. Um, <laughs> So that was amazing because we just got married and it was all really exciting, but also um, as exciting as it was for us personally on a business level, we're like, okay, all right, now we have to sort of think about this. And we did have people working for us at, at the time um, anyway. So there was people working with, with us um, at base point, but um, mm-hmm. we, we did have to think about it a little bit more seriously as to what is actually going to happen. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I'd never had a child before, so I didn't know in my mind, I thought I could just come straight back to work. But realistically, obviously, I thought that would ne- that's never going to happen. Um, and I did think my baby would sleep for like 22 hours a day. Um, you know, there's silly things you just have no idea. I thought I could just work blissfully from home with a coffee and a sleeping baby. But that obviously never, never was going to happen. Never quite pans out that way. No, no. And I just, oh, yeah. I just thought, and my mum, I was saying my, my plan to my mum. And she just looked at me like, you slept for 20 minutes day and I was like what <laughs> that, that can't be right I was a baby she was like I promise you I had 20 minutes where I, she would like run out and hang washing up or sit down and have a coffee and I was like 
that's ridiculous. That's just that's not true. Yeah. Um, and it, yeah, it was Evelyn was the same. She well, she was she would sleep, but obviously it wasn't for twenty two hours a day. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> Um, so at that point then we had to sort of con- seriously consider the roles that I was doing and what, who we would need then to help, you know, carry on the, the business while I was at home, um, with, with Evelyn. And also, you know, I'd always be part of the business. It's just, I couldn't be there as much as I was. So, mm. um, yes, yeah, so that's when we, uh, decided to get a designer in Katie. Um, and then we got a marketing lady, uh, manager in, um, to help and, um, yeah yeah it was all great because then I could liaise with them and we could you know um discuss products and plans and stuff and you know and then I could still be at home and mm-hmm. then when I was ready I'd come back into the office but it was always you know there wasn't like a maternity leave but it was just a little bit less stressful knowing that things were getting done when I wasn't there which was yeah amazing. and how and how have you found the mix of because you have two children now yes the mix yes. the blend of business and family how does that look for you um I don't think um, I have like the perfect solution. I don't think any. Nobody like, does. Yeah. I don't think there is like this perfect. There's not like a blueprint. <laughs> no, and I really like that. If anyone's got it, that would be <laughs> yeah. wonderful. Uh, but um, yeah, so you know, we. My parents are really amazing. So they will help a lot. So I'm from Wales, and my parents live in Wales. They're both retired, so they will come down a lot to help um, with with my two. And also, um, Evelyn is now in school, so that's a whole different thing altogether obviously my day is a lot shorter because she finishes mm. at three so there's always juggling and you always you know I never feel I'm doing enough um and I did used to sort of feel bad for that for a while you know I think oh I should be doing more and then when I was at home I should be doing more with the children mm-hmm. but now I'm just like it's fine just be kind like calm down yeah it's fine like I'm doing enough that's all that's all I can do is what I'm doing um and I love spending time with my children. So at the moment, I feel like it is quite a nice mix and a balance. And obviously, it's not like that all the time. Like some days you have to work really late. Mm-hmm. Um, and other days, it's a lot, you know, it's a lot smoother. It's just trying to do what's best for you and your family, essentially. Absolutely. And do you, do you think that actually one of the reasons why you feel like the balance is pretty good at the moment is because you've actually sort of consciously taken that pressure off of yourself to not feel like oh I should be doing more here I should be doing more there yeah um yeah absolutely I think um just spending time with my children and then having the business you know there's no way I can be two people I can't split myself in two so I can only give my time to you know the time 24 hours in a day you know Mm -hmm. whatever so it's just a case of just knowing that right I can't I can't do that it's fine I'll just have to sort of write it off and plan it for a month's time or in 2019 or whatever and I just sort of try and prioritize what's important Mm. and work on those things which again hasn't happened you know this has literally been in the last six months or something so this isn't always yeah so you know it's sort of a a progressive thing where I'm like actually I'm just one person it's fine I'll just have to just reschedule say no it's fine Mm, uh, yeah and I think saying no is a big thing isn't it I think it's easy I mean particularly I'm talking as a recovering people pleaser here (laughs) but that's something that we have to I think as um, business owners mothers have to get better at is saying no to certain things whether it's in our business or some of the life admin or other family commitments whatever it is sometimes we do need to just be a bit more protective of our time and energy yes no I I agree I think it is just about what makes you feel happier and 
you know, trying to not, obviously that you're going to be stressed at times. That's un- mm. unavoidable, unfortunately. But yeah, it's just about saying no sometimes. Yeah. And that's fine. That's okay. And cutting ourselves some slack. I think we can be our own worst enemies sometimes. Do you agree? Yes. Yeah. I definitely agree with that because, um, and also, you know, you try and look at other people and you just think, wow, they have nailed life right now. But obviously mm-hmm. you don't know the whole yeah. the whole scenario. And I think recently I've just thought, I'm doing all right. It's fine. You know, I yeah. think I'm, I, I'm, it's, it's okay not to do everything and not to be where other people are because it's waiting for you. It's just on a little shelf, like waiting. And when it's your time, it's your time, I think. And I think that's okay. I love that. I love that. Yeah, That's too. really nice. Um, okay, so I'm going to talk to you about having business besties because you're one of my business besties. <laughs> yeah, me too. I know. And I know it's something that you and I have talked about before in terms of importance of having friends who are business owners, but I'd love you to tell us a little bit about when you first started your business. First of all, did you have friends who were business owners at that time? No. Um, no, I didn't. Um, no, well, I'd, I'd come from pharmacy, mm-hmm. a lot of pharmacy friends. Um, yeah, no, my husband worked at all the people that, um, from union things, they all had sort of full-time jobs, all my f- friends that I lived with. Um, yes, yeah, so there's nobody, um, specifically, there were, um, the only person that, um, had a business actually was my friend, Matt, who, uh, was the one that encouraged me to put my product online. Amazing. So he has, um, at the time it was like, um, ceramic doorknobs and things that he was selling oh, wow. on eBay and it was like his business has grown massively since then um to all sorts of different knobs and ceramic doorknobs and every like everything but um yeah at that time he was probably the only one so we would talk mm-hmm. um about different things about like postage <laughs> and um just the post office there was a lot of talk about Royal Mail actually and it's generally about you know building it so um building a website so Mm -hmm. you know he told me about Wix where I built my first first website and those sort of things that was a really Mm -hmm. big help um but generally there wasn't anyone that was um did you find that hard did you because I found this hard that when I started my business something I hadn't even given any thought to was the fact that none of my friends business owners I don't think it would really matter but then over time I was like really craving people that I can talk to who get it and I don't know if it's maybe also when you throw in the dimension of being a mother you kind of crave that even more what's been your experience of that um yeah no I do agree I think at the beginning I um I didn't need it as much because I had Tony um my husband Mm. we were sort of in that together so we would we would talk a lot about business and um but as time has gone on and obviously the, the last few years have been so busy I haven't had that much time to sort of think about those sort of things but mm-hmm. recently um definitely where I've just wanted to sort of chat to somebody or you know know that people were go- I'm going through the same thing or something that I'm worrying about or concerned with or need some advice on um it's really nice mm-hmm. to have somebody that you can talk to or have a team of people that you can talk to or mm-hmm. one person it's just it is really lovely to have a sounding board sometimes and just um yeah it's just to have somebody else's perspective and somebody that understands what running a business is like mm. um, is, is amazing. Definitely. I think it does, does it is a huge help. And I think if you can get a little team around you or just, even if it's just one person that you can know, you can just call on yeah. is a really, really nice feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I totally yeah. agree. I'm a massive advocate for kind of being intentional about actually creating that little 
like support team around yourself yeah. finding like one person or a couple of people you know start small and then increase out because like I said it's just having somebody who just gets it gets what it's like to run a business because otherwise we end up speaking to the other people in our lives who don't necessarily get it and it can be a bit frustrating because we're expecting them to give us some advice or really understand something why should they <laughs> so I, absolutely it's just right you know and it and again, why, why should they? It's not something that is, is anything to do with their world. And that's fine. You know, it's just that, especially if you start talking about Instagram or um, <laughs> anything, you know, and there's like, oh, I don't know, just look at it to look at pretty kitten pictures and stuff or, you know, anything like that. And it's, and it's fine. And also, you know, obviously those friends are just amazing for, you know, yeah. for, just, for you and just be being yourself and talking about mum stuff or going out and, you know, all those things that, you know, are also really important. Yes. But, yeah. Yeah. I like that. Um, and I guess for you, it's been nice as well because because your husband works in the business, at least you have that kind of partnership that you can talk about it with each other as well, you know, so it makes it probably takes a little bit of pressure because you're not making all the decisions in a silo on your own. No, and that's, that, I think that is key actually because we have, um, obviously he's hugely invested in the business too. So whenever we have to make decisions, it is the two of us making the decisions. So you never feel like what is going to happen here because we can chat about it and know that that's the right decision for us at that time. So yeah. yeah, I yeah, that is definitely a huge plus of working together. Yeah, I'm a little bit envious of that. Although I'm still not going to consider bringing <laughs> yeah. my husband into the business. <laughs> and that's what, I have my, that's what I have my coach for, right? <laughs> yeah. Not for everyone, definitely. <laughs> um, so Christmas is coming up as we're recording this. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's just talk about, we've been talking about balance a little bit already. How do you guys find it? in terms of taking time out from your business? I mean, I presume at Christmas specifically, it's busier because of yeah. the nature of your business. But how in general do you to negotiate taking time out when it's the two of you leaving the business for, say, a week, two weeks, that kind of thing? Um, so, yeah. So as you say, Christmas, we're just all in. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think we've even had a conversation recently. It's just, you know, it's just, it's yeah, just, it's just given. And, yeah. yeah. And, he, you know, um, every, you know, we make everything to order in the workshop. So everything is just um has to be made and packaged so there's just no time for any sort of conversation um but as we've as time's gone on and we've been in the business a bit longer we are getting better and taking time out for holidays and things Mm. especially when we had children before we had children definitely there was we we didn't take any holiday really we would take trips and stuff but it was all very like fraught and we'd go to new york for five days and then come back exhausted because we walked (laughs) miles and then be like, right, we've got to go back in the business. So um, one of my best friends, her husband has a business. Um, and he always says it's very important to take a holiday. And he tries to take one every quarter. Yeah. Um, and I think since then, we went on holiday then once uh, one year. And it was sort of just a beach holiday where you lie down. And we've never really done that. We always go and do stuff. And like, <laughs> You're like what is this thing? lying down, relaxing business? Yeah. And it was the first holiday we had with, with our daughter. And I was like, this is wonderful like wow why have I not done this before so since then we've always tried to go on like a lie down holiday or it's not quite lie down when you've got kids but <laughs> this is warm and there's a swimming pool and you know it's just that we are definitely getting better we can definitely improve on that because we do tend to stress out a little bit when we're away because we still have to answer emails and you know we have to sort of liaise with the team mm-hmm. um, on certain things so we don't have much need for you know chasing up or you know speaking to them every day but if there's an issue then they know they can always call us yeah um but it is definitely something I'd love to just go away for the whole summer or you know for three weeks or to do something for quite an extended period I would yeah I really would love that so you're working your way up to that 
definitely yeah I'm hoping like 2019 we may work up to like two and a half weeks and then we'll go to like three you know it's but again it's, there's no point when it's pressuring yourself and if you're yeah. going to stress out when you're away it's just pointless but that would be that would be amazing yeah I'd love I would love that love that um and so uh, one thing I wanted to ask you is yeah. because you've had obviously you've been in business for how many years now was it did you say six six years it's quite a long time actually mm-hmm. um do you have any advice for somebody who's thinking of starting specifically a product-based business um so obviously with my business it sort of happened by accident I suppose because it was never meant to be a business it was just meant to be a nice Christmas gift mm. um but I you know I did love it so much that the the, the making of the cufflinks and just generally coming up with the ideas and something that sort of served me well over the last well six years I suppose is that I always try and stick to stuff that you love mm. um, like we have gone off on tangents where we've made stuff because we thought it would sell Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes you know of course it does work but more often than not it's stuff that I love and Tony loves and stuff that I would buy myself mm-hmm. that always does the best because I think you're just more naturally more enthusiastic about it you're more excited about it yes. and um, it's just an easier thing than to talk about and you know people know that you're just naturally passionate about it mm-hmm. um, and so that's what I would say if there's, if there's something that you're thinking of selling or st- starting up just make sure that you are genuinely passionate or excited by it I think that's great advice for product-based businesses but also service-based businesses because one of the reasons people feel awkward selling sometimes is because they don't re- they're not really passionate about what yeah. they're trying to sell they somehow told themselves this is what they should be doing or this yeah. will be the thing that makes money um, and actually like you said when you're really passionate about something and you really love the thing that you're selling it makes it so much easier because that just naturally comes across in your energy and the way that you yeah. show up for promoting and selling that thing. So I, th- I love that. I think that's some really great advice. And what about um, for somebody who might be listening who has a product-based business, but perhaps they're still in the shed, in the garden, or on the kitchen table, and they're feeling almost that they've hit that ceiling. Do you have any advice for that person? It, yeah, so it is a difficult business. Of course it is, because you're putting your whole... You're everything into the into the into working, um, but I just had a quite a strong belief that everything was going to be okay. Mm. Um, and I think as long as you've got that passion for it, obviously there's going to be times where it's never going to be smooth sailing. And again, it hasn't been the whole time, mm-hmm. but it is the case of how your belief sort of outweighs how how tough it is. I suppose mm. um, in a sense, it's just a case of always trying a different angle or um you know if you've got a product that you absolutely love it's sometimes you know about timing or wording or just generally photography is a huge thing with products like Mm -hmm. if you've got really good photography it can really change the game of how people perceive your product but for me I just I just always knew this is what was gonna was gonna happen I know it sounds really weird and strange but I was like I just I never doubted what what was going to happen um and I know that's probably not great advice for somebody that's not feeling too too positive um it is though because fostering that belief I mean you and I are both into the law of attraction right yeah <laughs> fostering that belief is like one of the fundamental principles of the law of attraction when you just have that yeah. belief 
mm-hmm. that you know it's going to happen. You might not know how, you might have no idea how, but you just know it. Then you're open to finding ways to make it happen. So I kind of think it is good advice because if you don't have that belief, that's your first thing you need to do, right? Is to work on that belief. How can you start building up that sense of belief? Can you even fake that belief to make? Yeah, no, that's that's true. And I think if you're excited about your project and you really believe in it, then surely like good things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that's, that's how I always feel in that, that like I know this is awesome so I know there's going to be other people who are like me that are going to see it too and it, and it does take time to find your customer or the person that sort of understands you and what you're trying to do mm-hmm. um, and that didn't happen overnight for us at all um, and it's to be honest it's only just about now that I'm actually thinking yes I think I know my you know my customer my people and who who I'm who I'm talking to now mm-hmm. um, and it's just about it's just about that and it is trial and error and just mostly being yourself and I know that's really hard mm-hmm. um, and it's really difficult for me I you know I'm saying this but I'm always trying to think about especially when I'm online like how does this sound or is this okay or am I going to offend people and generally if you're yourself people will just gravitate towards you if they're a similar sort of person and they will love your product mm-hmm. um, so that also definitely helps. I love that. Um, thank you. I think that's some really great advice. And so uh, we touched on the law of attraction there for a minute. Um, so what yeah. I want to ask you about is, so I don't know if you know, the strap line for my podcast is um, strategy, mindset, and a dash of woo. <laughs> as, oh, you, cool. as you already know oh. about me, I'm a little bit woo-woo. I've become much more woo-woo in my old age. Um, so I'd love to know, how woo-woo are you? <laughs> um oh yeah I'm pretty I am pretty weird it's weird so I like I love the uh the idea of the law of attraction and I really feel like when you build a positive belief and you feel something it does have a tendency to work its way to for you you know it comes whatever you're you're sort of thinking it does sort of work work out um also I you know I but I do feel like you do have to have the intention as well Mm -hmm. you know you have to put the the work in um Mm -hmm. in terms of you know there's no point saying like I really want to you know be a billionaire or you know whatever it is because then well that's great everyone thinks that at some point I'm sure it's mm-hmm. just a case of like what what really makes your heart happy mm-hmm. um, and then when you find what makes your heart happy it's very sort of easy then to work on that because it doesn't feel like work yes you yeah. know so it's all, all very um and I do believe in sort of thinking about what you want and like the visualization and just um creating that really exciting feeling of how it will feel when it happens or um you know what what might it be like and how you know you know all all of those things I think it it definitely helps and you know I do love listening to different podcasts about like we listen to like Jess Lively yeah and you know listen read different books about it and it does get me really quite excited to know that there's something else I can be doing apart from sort of working Mm. is there's also you know things that you can be thinking about and um putting plans into action that way yeah and that helped the the actual sort of practical action take off absolutely yeah and I think you just feel like you're working towards something really exciting and um you know in your mind you've got this amazing plan and so then you're ticking things off to get towards this you know amazing goal and it is it's just it's just really exciting um but yeah I, I think um I yeah I really really love the thought the idea that sort of the universe is working with you and it just wants to give you what you what you want 
you know yes. I think that's yes. a really cool way of thinking I think it's just a really nice way of thinking yeah I agree I totally agree and I, I think it also takes just a bit of pressure off thinking that we're not having to struggle to do a hundred percent of it on our own that mm-hmm. there's kind of something bigger wider universe god whatever anybody wants to call it out there working to help us as well doing it yeah. kind of half of the the side of things it's half of the bargain we just need to yeah. do our half i really like that kind of way yeah. of thinking i do i do it does as you say it takes the pressure off and it just helps you get you know excited for your your goal or your you know what you want to achieve i just yeah i really love it yeah excellent i love that um and so my last question would just be about mm-hmm. what's next for Creative Gosh. Do you have anything that you're happy to share with us in terms of what you might be visualizing for the future? Wow. <laughs> um, I am really excited for 2019. Um, you know, our leather products, I love them. Um, mm-hmm. So that is what I want to develop next year, just lots more leather accessories, more yeah. for, for me and for women, because uh, we're very good at making gifts for people and um which is wonderful and I do love them um but I'm sort of really want to make some stuff for uh me and my friends and you know gifts we buy ourselves yeah Yeah. exactly so I just want to all about like you know just um self-purchase and just things to make yourself feel a bit better and um so I just want to make some pretty things out of leather next year so I'm really excited I can't I'm really excited I can't wait I want to do it now but <laughs> it's really busy and I think if I go in there and ask the team to start make you know discussing 2019 with me they probably throw them in spite at me or something um, <laughs> go get Christmas just, out of the way first yeah. yeah it's too busy but um yes that's generally what I want to do is just a lot more um accessories for, for us which is cool. I love that I'm excited to see what they are because I already love your products. So. Oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, I, can't, I can't wait. Thank you. <laughs> what, what people um, don't know because they didn't hear because we were record- before we were recording because I was actually um, speaking to Emily about some gifts for some of my clients. Yeah. So that's yeah. quite exciting. <laughs> yeah, it will be. It's going to yeah. be cool. Um, excellent. Amazing. Thank you so much, Emily, for coming on. It's been such a pleasure chatting to you. It's been really interesting just hearing about the kind of growth of your business over time. I think it's going to be really inspiring for all the listeners. And I just love that message of, you know, that belief that you've had, which has really served you and your business and the success that you've created. So thanks so much for sharing with us today. Oh, thank you so much for having me. And thank you. And can you tell the listeners where they can find you online? Uh, yes, so I'm on Instagram. Um, it's at Create Gift Love. Um, we're on Facebook, it's the same, and our website is creategiftlove.co.uk. Excellent, and I will link those in the show notes. Oh, amazing! Thank you. Great, thank you. And there we have it, ladies. Thank you so much, Emily, for being a guest on the show. If you're keen to find out more about Emily and the products she and her team make at Create Gift Love, then you can head over to the show notes to find out more at corriejavid.com forward slash podcast forward slash episode eight. And if you really love her products, she's currently offering 10% off if you join her newsletter. So go and check that out. Thank you for listening. I appreciate you so much. If you've enjoyed listening to today's show, make sure you subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher so you don't miss out on any episodes. It would make my day, possibly even my week, if you could spare a minute and leave a review over on iTunes. And because I value your time so much, each month, one lucky reviewer will win a free success coaching call with yours truly. So if you'd love for us to pinpoint and then work through that one thing that's currently standing between where you are now and where you want to be, then definitely leave a review for your chance to win. 
Until next time, remember, you are limitless.